putting the fight in faster than light. Welcome to Cosmopunk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first inaugural that like a seven team asked uh, a bunch of your questions for no reason. Extra content special. Mistake <laughs> as that was, RJ. That was actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna use that. That's we're not using that. Why not? Oh, no, do not. it properly. Yeah. Go on, put, go on, do it. Yeah, go on, yeah. Come on, well, dance, I ad-lib. Puppet. I've already already forgotten what I said. I ad lib everything. Welcome to the first inaugural like a crew Q and A. None of this is. <laughs> <laughs> we all know my diction is horrid and my accent strong. Hey guys, and welcome to the first Cosmopunk Q and A. Uh, we've now hit. Um, Oh, we've hit like 14 episodes, and uh, we thought we'd, uh, we'd open ourselves up to you guys to ask some questions about how things are going, the characters, the world we build, and uh, you you didn't disappoint. We've got plenty to go through. Um, I'm here with myself, of course, with Pan. I'm here with Cypher, RJ, Hello. and Ty. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi. And we're here to answer your burning questions about Cosmopunk. So without further ado, we're going to just jump straight into it. Cypher's the question master, so let's go. What's the first question? Burning questions. Burning uh, questions. Lightly smoldering questions. Yes. Slightly, slightly fame questions. Tepid, tepid questions. <laughs> all right. F- uh, first lukewarm uh, question. Uh, how did you all meet, and what made you start a podcast? So oh, in real life. Uh, yeah, in real life, IRL. I think I met I- you because I, I saw your art, and I was like, "That's cool yes. art, dude." <laughs> My my scribbles on fur affinity, and you were like, "Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah." It was um your heart and crown one, I think. Oh yeah, the pixel stuff. Mm. Mm. And I was like, "I might have a Mega Games," so I had to get in contact. I was a uh, I was out window shopping, and then I got black bagged, and I woke up in a in a room, and and they've kept me here ever since. Send help. Yeah, you too. You still remember yeah. that? <laughs> you shouldn't still remember that. The drugs aren't working, Pan. <laughs> no, no more drugs. Hit <laughs> him again. <laughs> Please, no more kicking. Anyway, How did you commission? You guys were the longest, right? Oh God, Cipher and I met on a forum, I think, in the in the crazy halcyon days of two thousand and three, two. Yeah, two thousand three. Yeah, it was a lifetime wow. ago. God, but, yeah. The world was a different place back then, but uh, yeah, and uh, I knew Ty was into D and D stuff. And one day, Pan was like, oh, hey, we're doing this, this thing called Starfinder with a few friends. Do you want to join in? And we did this sort of uh, throwaway session together. And I thought, hey, I, I think Ty would really like this. And so I invited him along. And here we are, all four of us. Yeah, it was, um, oh, what was it called? The clip phase, right? It was you that was and it. Yeah, that was it. And uh, I can't remember. I think RJ played a cop who really liked owning a boat. Yeah, vaguely. I think it was a private investigator, sorry. It was a private investigator that... For some reason, I gave them an obsession with motorboats. You really like having a boat. I don't know why, because well in, in, game, real life, had a boat. in real life, I actually hate sailing and all forms of boating. And yet, <laughs> I decided I'm going to live out this person's boat fantasies. <laughs> and they survived the end of the campaign. So. Yes. There's a surprising good. amount of self-torment in that, RJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so I played a, a hacker, I think, who shagged the dragonfly. That never happened, although you I, really I like... to push it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to the dragonfly that was actually um, 
somebody's mind trapped inside a, a robot dragonfly or something. Like. Yeah, she had like a, she had like a drone that she was like piloting. So the dragonfly was technically her, and I think yeah. we definitely just you had like previous relationships. So in you know, yeah, in, so in, in, in essence, <laughs> my character um, totally <laughs> a robot dragonfly. <laughs> um, I think I was a walking tank. Yeah, you were a walking yeah, tank. You were top hat. I seem to remember. Yes. Yeah, we really liked hats. Yeah. Which yeah, seems to be a thing for me. Just like the, enjoying clothing. Yeah, I think that was like a, a seed of, of Baphomet in that um, that role. Yeah, yeah. Which means like, that Baphomet's going to go mad and betray us all at some point. Neither way man betrayed you guys. I mean, uh, you, got, you, got, you got infected with something and then tried to kill us all. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't my fault. That was nanobots making me try and kill you all. Mm. Well, that's another time. That's another time. Yeah. Doubt. Um, how, how did I meet you, RJ? Uh, well, was fucked if I know. I think you're talking <laughs> probably London Burmese. Yeah, maybe. Almost certainly London Burmese. It's probably like, hmm, this person seems cool. Hi, I'm RJ. I always thought you found him out in your trash one day, like a rat. That sounds more likely, yeah. So yeah, most people find me in the trash. So like, Who, who's that? No, I'll just run away. It's probably stealing a microphone or something. Skitters away. <laughs> like a small trash goblin. Yeah. Yeah, probably probably like one of them for me since we met and she got chatting there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then one day one day Pan messaged me like I'm starting a, a like D D group and I've already asked all the cool people, so do you want to come too? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was I was running yeah, out really. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to fill the diversity quarter. Mm. <laughs> and then lockdown hit and we were all trapped together. For a whole year, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. this podcast yeah. was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I'm really glad because during lockdown, we've been playing, you know, once a week, give or take, every now and then, um, up until lockdown hit. And then when lockdown, hit, we were all like, oh, "Do you guys want to play like twice a week?" And then it was, "Do you guys yeah. want to make a podcast?" Because I have to record these things because I don't remember notes. Yeah, well, we started off just recording them for um, just for. Uh, memories well, yeah for reference yeah. material wasn't it i mean oh you guys did i take notes like a normal person yeah, yeah you well, take a lot of notes no you take notes like a not normal person dude i take an adequate number of notes you take an adequate number of notes for five people well that's because rj moonlights as a pi so he's got to write notes down whenever he's investigating people can you imagine just RJ as, as a private investigator <laughs> i would be an amazing like, private investigator yeah I can I'm see very it good at finding shit, it's except like for the a... guy that hit my car, who has been able to... <laughs> yeah, the one crime that happened to you, you haven't solved it, so... Yeah. Right. I can see him now in his trilby and his like long raincoat sort of thing. Oh, God. Mm. Well, maybe the guy that hit RJ's car is like his Moriarty. It's like... Um, yeah. He's yeah. arch nemesis. Yes. I'll get that fucker one day. <laughs> one day. Yes. So, yeah, that's how we that's how we all met. Um, mm-hmm. and played, and that's it. Uh, cool. What's the, what's the next question? Alrighty, so yeah, that was question one. Question number two: um, Were there any adventures before the podcast started? Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh boy! I mean, we we make it sound as a lot like a bunch of happened, but there's only we did the beginning of um, uh, against the Aeon Throne, yep. Uh, yep. which actually planted the seed for Cosmopunk because we got to the point where we had met a Starfinder who had been like, "We'd like to hire you," and none of us liked them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff on the Sunday, you kind of seems like a bunch of stuffy jerks. We're going to yeah. do our own thing with. It was the equivalent of like the, the Federation from Star Trek turning up and saying, "Hey, we we like the cut of your jib. Would you like to join us?" And everyone just collectively like, "No." Yeah, we're like, <laughs> "Now nah, you're right." Yeah. <laughs> so we in the background, the Starfinder Society, you know, went to live on that bullshit. 
Yes. And there we <laughs> we lived a, a fruitless life of bombing around space, doing odd jobs yeah. and getting into terrifying adventures. To, to use a, a sci-fi analogy, I guess it was kind of a bit like Firefly. Not too similar to that, but just doing random tasks to earn a living to survive in. I have to be honest, I've barely watched any Firefly. Uh, I'm not going to tell you to watch it because I hate people doing that. I watched, no, I watched, um, I watched um, Serenity, Serenity. I thought oh, I got the general idea. That's, that's all you yeah, need, really, of, yeah. 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 Serenity, yeah, some yeah. human in space, they do a job to survive. One yeah. of them's a crazy girl who can move shit with their mind. Yeah. 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 The beginning of uh, Against the Elm Throne, and then we kind of abandon that halfway through. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the Starfinder Society is probably going to turn up again at some point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> oh, boy. I am excited to meet them again. I mean, to be fair, we only met one member and she was yeah. really stuffy. And also and being tortured when you met her. So it wasn't exactly the best introduction. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm sure they'll turn up again. Obviously, Starfinder, Starfinder as a game has Starfinders all over the place. So I'm yeah. sure we'll meet like some cool ones sometime or something. Yeah. I don't think we're going to end up really joining Starfinders. I figure we'll just be like independent contractors. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the, the independence that we have. It gives us a lot more freedom as games masters and players to, to build our own world. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Our, our own stories, make our own characters. So. In the murky yeah. grey area. I do That's it, though. There are some nice APs that I would like to look at sometime, but not really for, for these characters. I don't think that any of them really would react well to uh, authority. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, that's kind of the thing that um, uh, links all of our characters together, isn't it? Is that we're all kind of, um, I don't want to say misfits, but but it's like people that have been disenfranchised and, or betrayed in some way. So you're saying yeah. we're a bunch of people, the people around them. That's it, perhaps. Uh, actually, has Radar been betrayed? He's uh, not. Only by time. Yeah, he's been dealt a shitty hand by the hand of time. Yeah. 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 Has he been betrayed in a non-abstract way? Uh, I don't think so. Yet. Yet. I mean, what? <laughs> Yet. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't want to... Uh, there's been some stuff we can't really say right now because spoilers for future episodes. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. going to come up uh, a lot in this QA session, I think. Yeah, it is. Also, being spoiler. the incredibly anal person that I am, I've gone back through my notes to the Eclipse phase era and found out the names of our characters from then. Oh, oh my God. God. Cy was Chi, Pan was Amal, and I was playing Savafa. Oh, yeah, Amal, the Eastern oh, European yeah. um, Twilight fan tank mech. <laughs> <laughs> so, getting back onto the, the question that was asked, were there adventures before the podcast? Yeah. I mean, actual reason going back through my notes was to try and see if I can do a whistle-stop recap of... Well, I don't think this is the place. Well, what, I, what, I will, what I will say <laughs> for that, that is that we do already have the recording that we did in character where we explain some backstory. So we can, you can actually yeah, find that on the point. Yeah. If you want to hear yeah. that, guys, you've got the Patreon. I'll leave you up on there. Um, enjoy. Yeah. So, so after, um, after Aeon Throne, um, there was one that was unrecorded, sadly, that, uh, that Ty ran called uh, Kronos. Mm. And that's where a lot of the um, backstory stuff. Uh, that comes yeah. later on in Engines of Hatred. I, I, call, it, I call it the setup for um, uh, Engines of Hatred. There was a yeah. lot of there's a lot of callback in Engines of Hatred to Kronos, which sadly yeah. we, we didn't record for a number of reasons. Um, one of yeah. which was we just weren't doing it at the time, and then when we tried, we tried doing it in character in a public venue, and we just had a lot of other people's conversations. I don't mind being in public. I think it was just mostly that we couldn't record because our mic was shit. 
Well, no, because yeah. we were in a, like a small venue <laughs> next to a bunch of the world's loudest children. And you'd found a microphone in a dumpster. Yeah, it wasn't even in a dumpster. That was just my, my MacBook microphone doing its best against incredible odds. Ah, well, you, like problem. Can, you can see if you can find it and dig it out. Maybe it's it's, 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 it's in the Telegram chat. Oh, every shit. time every time I post something in the Telegram chat and then that ends in a few minutes. <laughs> that recording ends, it goes back to like playing <laughs> that uh, like I've I've heard like attention scurvy space pirates of the Leica Seven, which is how it starts, like with people talking in the background. So many times they're like, oh fuck's sake, it starts is, playing. Is that how it starts? Yep, it starts with Attention, scurvy space pirates of the Leica Seven. I don't know how it continues from that because I was pausing at that point because it's not what I'm wanting to listen to. Well, that you know, okay. that might be worth shipping it off to our technical crew at some point to see if uh, any yeah. of that could be salvaged. You can salvage it by going back in time and executing those children. We do a lot of time oh. travel. <laughs> <laughs> I, anyway. I did that for a moment though. I just came back to executing children, and I feel like I'm just going to move on. Yeah. So okay. just quickly, uh, yes, there was one called Kronos. It was a lot of setup for Engines of Hatred. Um, it set up one of the, the big bads I was going to reuse, uh, which was uh, Logos, which was a strange deity created in some spoiler-ridden story that will, I'm sure will come up again at some point. Well, it's the thing that when you listen to Hydrophobia, the first, one of the first things that I've talked about is how we'd fought um, space gods and blah, blah, blah. And that's what he's referring to. Yes, yes. a multidimensional demon god. That's, um, that's Logos. Um, and that was literally the campaign we ran straight after Kronos. And when we Coincidentally, started recording. Mm-hmm. He was fleshy and wiry all at once. So yeah, you've got the beginning of um of um against the Throne, You've got Kronos. Um, you do technically have well, no, technically you have the part uh, crash the party as well. Oh yeah, but oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh shit. That's that's the sort of relate. Okay, uh, the bit of backstory that we also ran briefly a separate campaign using entirely different characters set in the same universe, which became a bit a lot of. Backstory opposition for Bath, hmm. uh, yeah. which we did record, I think. It is recorded. Record. It is, again, the quality isn't great. So, again, before you send that, like shifting it onto the Patreon or something, yeah. you guys can hear that. I see a crow person brain a guard over the head with a circuit board. Yeah, yeah. It, was, um, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was a very different kind of um, character setup and campaign mm. to our normal stuff. Uh, I think we did it in like three sessions, four? Uh, it, it definitely wasn't a long campaign. I no, think. it was short and sweet, which is how I like it. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah. So there was um, there was against the Unthrown, uh, Logos. Uh, sorry, Chronos, uh, and then um, Crash the Party, and then Crash Party takes place in the past. So we then went back to the future or the present, which is the future for Hydrophobia. There you go. Yeah, yes. but yeah, um, Crash good. the Party was really Baff's backstory um, that none of the characters that we're currently playing have experienced yet. No, not yet, not yet. But don't, but don't worry. Don't if you guys are sitting there thinking like, "Oh, I'm never going to find about Beth and what shoe size she is." Don't worry, they'll all come later. Um, <laughs> you can send me shoes in Beth size. That's fine. We know what shoe size Beth is. Tiny. Yeah, tiny. Tiny little bean feet. <laughs> right. Yep. We've uh, we've only got a limited amount of time and a bunch of questions. So all right. we're, probably... all right. we're good at rambling incoherently. Yeah. So um... I had a whole campaign out of rambling incoherently. So let's move on. Um, question number three: How did the characters all meet? Ah, now this is yeah. an easy one to answer because yeah. they didn't all meet at the same time. There's like hmm. a whole timeline of. Uh, I suppose we could, if I do how V met Rider, then Rider does how Rider and V met Radar, and then Radar does how oh, Rider nice. V Radar met Bath. 
Okay, yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure is the order it happens in. I'm going to be really kind of dumb here and 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 just quickly ask Pan how how did we meet Baff again? Did we just find her floating in space? That can't be right. Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's that, that's fucked that order then. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. I didn't want to like get it wrong when we did the actual take. <laughs> Do not know this is live. We have we have one hundred listeners right now. Oh, hey guys. <laughs> uh, okay, so without going into it too much, V used to work for a company of. Uh, what's the? Uh, are we allowed to swear in this? Shipbuilders. We we swear like all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. So, uh, whistle stop tour of V's backstory, starting from about when they start to get. In fact, let me just do the whole thing again. V used to work. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't have my notes. This is what happens. V used to work for a company called Uasa Drive Yards that was a secret skunkworks type facility for a corporation. Some shit went down, and the corporation decided that it didn't look very good having this thing on the books that was doing a lot of illegal stuff, and just nuked the entire base with everyone inside it just to hide all the evidence. Bastards. Uh, V survived through the sheer power of like being pissed off at a vesk, along with a couple of other survivors. Decided to escape the facility and get their revenge by taking bits out of the ships that they've been building at the facility, sticking them all together to make one sort of functional ship, which became the Leica 7. Flying that out of there, some stuff happened. V made a lot of morally dubious decisions and wow, kind of ostracized herself. Decisions? Shot I know it. it never happens. Didn't see that like The first and only time that V's ever done anything morally or ethically dubious, <sighs> and yet, uh, yeah. So V did some dot 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 questionable things. It kind of ostracized them from the rest of the team that they'd survived with, and that's why V doesn't really have contact with them anymore. But it resulted in V being left alone with the Leica that they'd built. Uh, they were pissing about in space just doing scraps and odd jobs and salvage for money and things like that when they were captured by an Aslanti vessel uh, for those who aren't too okay with that Aslanti are basically the space Nazis of Starfinder they're the bad guys they are super bad they are the common or garden assholes of Starfinder uh so V's, V's ship was captured by a larger Aslanti vessel uh, V was imprisoned for the crime of having an unregistered vessel and being supposed someone who's supposed to be dead, uh, gets chucked in jail, finds a small Isoki with like a massive head wound in the jail cell with them, gains their trust. Together oh, they break. Could you? T- <laughs> I'm going to have to cut this. Off. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think. What point do I hand over to Cipher? Because just, 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 just there. <laughs> I'm going to name it Ryder in jail. There you go. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, and then Ryder and V escape um, through a series of hijinks, as they do. Um, they sort of buddy up on uh, Leica 7. Um, then it's time for Ryder to gain V's trust um, and say, hey, you know, I know how to fly a ship. Uh, do you want to go down and do engineering stuff? Because that's where your heart lies. Uh, they bond around space for a few bit, um, for a bit, watching anime and collecting scrap for money. Sorry, watching anime. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's space. What else are you gonna do? 
watching Godzilla movies. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has it in their games, but in our homebrew world, anime still exists, and it's very yeah. Uh, and so does one Godzilla. Of, one of the why don't you constants is anime Godzilla. and Godzilla. Yeah, right. and that's why V's a Godzilla fanatic. That's one of the things that will come up a lot in our campaign is that we we made a, a few changes to the canon here and there mm. just to suit our needs, but because it's um, funny. Because it's funny, yeah. Um, and yeah, they uh, they collected scrap for a bit um, using Ryder stealth ability to sneak into places they weren't meant to get to collect rarer scrap. Upon which um, they stumbled across something that maybe they weren't meant to find, which was a small capsule containing an upright coyote that had some things attached to them. Two thirds of a coyote, sir. Yes. Uh, upon breaking open the capsule, there was um, a small robotic explosion um, upon which loads of limbs and tendrils came out of the capsule. Uh, after a bit of restraint, uh, <laughs> Ryder and V decided, okay, this is a person in here. This is, uh, this is something worth saving. And V did a bit of engineering on them, a bit of tinkering and managed to stabilize them. And that yeah. person who came out of that was Radar. Yeah. Also, yeah. I think I think V's first reaction was, fuck this, vent it into space. But Ryder was the one that persuaded them, probably there's someone living in there, and it'd be a dick move to vent them back into space, which would probably <laughs> try and save their life. Yes. Well, we we know how much you hate venting things into space, you know. <laughs> I, hate, I hate having my things vented in space. <laughs> Glare. Glare's yeah. baffily. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Uh, so, yeah, yeah and that's, um, that's how we got our pet coyote. I'm mm. not a pet. What <laughs> the fuck? Go on. I, 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 I'm sorry. I am, I am bewildered and baffled that you would use such language, good sir. Anyway, Go on. Um, from there, uh, Radar becomes part of the crew because, man, out of time, first people to actually help him kind of adopted them as a family because Koya is a gregarious. Uh, but then a couple of years after that, I, how long was it? It was like four years after that or something. I think it was two or something, wasn't it? Yeah, the, uh, the crew of the Liker are continuing their salvaging shenanigans in space and they come across the second member of the crew to be found floating in the void, uh, which is, it's like a box, I think. And inside was Baff a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Baff, uh, through a series of... Um... Adventures of these characters we mentioned before from Crash the Party uh, ends up venting into space um, and is left there. I think he floats around there for, I think we say it was like, what, a year, two years? Um, yeah. in, in and out. Um, she's uh, alone for, for all that time until the crew kind of find her because they are doing their um, salvaging thing. They come across her after getting a mysterious signal and um, she becomes the captain because she's the only one that's good at talking to people that aren't other crew members. So it's not so much a case of like she's the best on the ship. She just happens to be the best at not getting shot at by, by asking people nicely. So her job is kind of mostly just like mouthpiece, which is fine by her. But she's clearly the face of the party, isn't she? I mean, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. also made her captain. Nobody remembers why or how, but I literally just said why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's got the biggest hat. That's true. She has a lot that's of right. hats. Yep. And yeah, that's how we all met. Yeah. yeah. Here in character, in character, yeah. So, um, so yeah, next question: uh, What influences did you pick when making your characters? Oh Jesus! Yeah, this is. Uh... <laughs> oh, mine's easy. Mine's pretty much any anime girl that does the oh ho ho laugh. 
<laughs> uh, like any, if you see any show where the character goes, oh, 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 I love that. I love that shit. It's it's my favorite. I don't even know what that is. Oh, you know uh, when they, they put the hand, the palm up to the face, and they do the yeah. We've done this before. back. We do had this conversation before because it, it, it inevitably degenerates into talking about what happens. <laughs> I think we, we've main... definitely done this before because this always generates us talking about like the the, the anime trope of running with toast in your mouth. And it's like I've it never seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just don't watch as much anime as Ryder. <laughs> Maybe you need to train better for your character. Maybe. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Anyway, the main the main influence I think is Biko from Project Echo, who is um I think she's like she's this rich, like really ladylike character, but she's also got this incredible mean streak. And is a genius with um, a mech suit. Mm-hmm. She's just like incredibly petty, which I really like. So that's my main influence. Also, she also has purple hair, which I also like. Cool. RJ, do you want to do yours? Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's kind of like a mashup of... Okay, everyone's seen Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Yep. Mm. Yes. If Milo was a like a lot more morally dubious and also an asshole... It's like the whole someone who's very clever but not very smart. Yeah, that sounds like, like the whole, yeah, yeah. Whole sort of like they can completely disassemble and reassemble a starship, but they'll also make stupid social faux pas, or also just make stupid <laughs> impulsive decisions, or develop an obsession with like eighties human era vans. <laughs> or just technology in general. I think that's the entire aesthetic of Leica 7. Yeah. RJ is the ship's... Uh, sorry, V is the ship's technophile by... Analog large margin. File. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And, of course, the, the setting for, for Cosmopunk is it's like future tech 1970s, but Soviet. So yeah. everything's chunkier than it needs to be. And I think V just loves that style. That's what I got, anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. Right. Okay. Do you want to do me? Okay. Um, influences for Ryder. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus? There's a lot. No, not Jesus. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not <laughs> Jesus. There's a lot of um, Lister from Red Dwarf in her, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. She's quite uh, punky, anti authoritarian, but also she's got a useful streak to her because I wanted someone who would be useful in terms of a starship. And I thought, what can I do that's technologically sound? And I like the idea of a character that uh, dealt with the water systems on a ship, like crawling around the pipes and, and fixing things um, in various vents. I thought an otter would be perfect for that. Are there any otter races in Starfinder pan? No, there's rats. There's, oh, yeah, at the time when we created, so when we started the game, um, this goes directly into our next question. Yeah, oh, yeah okay, well, then, okay, never mind. We'll afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's um, a specific writer question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so she's a, a David Lister crossed with a ninja, essentially. <laughs> ninja Lister. Yeah. You know who I always got thing. from from Ryder? Rocket mm-hmm. Raccoon. A little bit of Rocket Raccoon in yeah. there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Rocket Raccoon not like just a, like a, the daughter. It's like Rocket Raccoon without the kleptomania. Yeah. Uh, I don't know without the kleptomania. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, definitely I'm restraining the kleptomania. Hey, I don't steal things. <laughs> Where's Radar's <laughs> you can 13 if you want to hear if I'm right or Cypher's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, what about you? Oh, uh, gods, Radar is 
basically all of my favorite things just horribly mashed together. So there's a there's a bit of like anime influences in there. There's there's a lot of Outlaw Star, um, sort all that stuff in there. General bleak sci-fi, a little bit of Warhammer Forty K, Grim Darkness, um, and also he's a coyote because I've never played a coyote before and I wanted to. But much like uh, Cypher when creating Rider, I went to the group and went, there are any upright canine races in Starfinder? And I was probably told, no. So we based, <laughs> we based Rider on a human. And then, like, I think two sessions in, uh, Starfinder released, the, what was it, The not the Brunari, the... The um, doggy race. Yeah, like yeah. The, the, the canine dog race. Yeah. The Vlaka? The, the Vlaka? I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but I think that's right. The Vlaka. Yeah. So that's yeah. that. Yeah. But we just skip around it because radar's half metal anyway. So yeah, we can get whatever stats we want. And I like cyborgs, so of course I made him a cyborg. Yeah. And then from there it was a case of just, it was working in reverse and writing the backstory. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. But yeah, that leads very nicely into our next question: um, Why is Ryder a Yosaki when she looks like a Bernari? Okay. <laughs> so. Basically, the Bernari did not exist when I created Ryder. Um, and I thought, I still want to have an otter character in here because the Yusoki have this cadence to them where they, they talk really quickly and speedily and they're very hyper and, and energized the whole time. And I thought, that doesn't really fit with the kind of character I want to be. I want to be someone who's quite um, disenfranchised, scarred mentally, um, but but can also be quite quippy sometimes. Ryder's got a, a very naive sense of humour about her sometimes. So I thought, okay, I'll make this character a Yusoki and say that in our universe, in our canon, the Yusoki can be any small mammal, essentially. So you can have otters, pine martens. Um, I think Ryder's friends are all pretty much Yusokis. They're just different... Uh, flavors. Uh, species? Flavors yeah, of Yusoki? species. Yeah, yeah some I think that's a better way of doing it. The the Brunari yeah. just seem a little bit cutesy, cuddly in. And also, the Brunari stats are trash. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. everything is really cute and cuddly. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you can make character whatever you want, but yeah. guys, right? The stats are trash. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think at some point it was retcon that like, was it. Uh, riders half and half. Uh, I I still don't know if I want to do that. I think I might just make um, her parents both Yosaki. Yeah, we've already, we've already had we've already had like a fair few amount of times we bumped into other Yosaki and be like, "That's a a pine martin, that's a weasel, or whatever." So it's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, no one's no one's gonna look. The Bernari police are gonna come find us. Okay, in fact, if I if you're out there, <laughs> Next you episode, Bernari, the Bernari, please find <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> if you're like, out there, you pay Bernari, come find me. I'll fight you. Here's the thing, though, and that's that we just because Piazza release an update or a supplement doesn't mean we have to use it, especially if it starts conflicting with the canons we've set up. No, obviously. Yeah. I mean, no one's saying no. We're not like we're, know, we're not mean, going to be crowbarring Ryder into being a Bernari. Yeah. Yeah. However, if things turn up that are, that are good, like if the Bernari turned up and they literally had these stocky stats with some stealthy stuff, we probably would have just been like, "Oh, she's a Bernari," and she left it at that. Yeah, stuff, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Next yeah. episode, the Bernari Space Empire. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's an entire race of radars, uh, riders, but they're shrink, squeak. <laughs> Um, right. ooh, so yeah, that's why Ryder is a Yosaki and not a Bernari. Hmm. Question six. Did you go to the future? 
That just sounded like an Anakin question. I'm sorry. That's, that's, Jason. that's my friend Jason, and I know what he means. But would you, would you push this question, question then? So <laughs> he is. <laughs> Damn no, because he's talking about something that I told him about um, Kronos. But again, that will be answered in the uh, in-character recap we post on Patreon um, that you can check out there. So keep an eye out for that. It'll be coming soon, I think. Okay. Um, sorry, Jason. Uh, sorry, Jason. <laughs> what's with the giant mech? <laughs> Jog on. Yeah, Radar, what's with the giant mech? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, next question. Uh, what's with the giant mech? This is a Engines of Hatred question. Uh, the, so, everyone swivels to tie. Yeah. So the next two questions, I guess, are related. Um, why the giant? What's with the giant mech? Why wasn't it destroyed? I can't reveal too much because that's stuff we're going to be coming back to. Um, but so basically, it would be spoilers. Uh, the giant mech is what Radar did back in the before times. Uh, he was a a mech pilot. That's that's something I based him on. It's something I've always been interested in. I love big stompy robots. But also, it's kind of a um, a talking point between Radar and Ryder because they're both pilots. But um, Radar pilots big stompy robots, and Ryder pilots small nippy fighter planes and chunky cargo ships like the like yeah. seven. And somewhere in the middle, a, we fly Star a, a race car driver talking to a like a boy racer. Like, yeah, yeah, they're both, they're both good at what they do, but they're very different kinds of racers. Uh, I'd say more just... like a Formula One racer uh, talking to a career truck driver. Okay. Yeah, like one of those ice road truckers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, as for why it wasn't destroyed, uh, I, maybe I messed up the description. Um, what I should have said is that that warhead just breaks down everything organic on a molecular level. Uh, and so it wouldn't really touch a big stompy robot. Or anything inside it. Or anything inside it because the robot's hermetically sealed. Uh, I guess that's my fault. My, my GM style is... Basically, three hours of me panicking, so things occasionally <laughs> slip through. Uh, we have the polar opposite GM styles. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, we're all still here. Yeah. Um, oh, it's fun. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. But... Oh, definitely. But yeah, that's um, that's the giant robot question. Mm. Um, now, what's the next one? Now that the flavor has been given, they have no, no favor. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Th this is um, a long-ass question. You're supposed, you're supposed to be good at words. I you're am the best at words. Of <laughs> okay, let's, let's break it down to like, the basic question. Um, let's do one, one word each. Yeah. Now. No, no. I think it, it's now that the Archon's gone, why haven't the people of Terra become their own thing? Uh, because they suck and they lack conviction. <laughs> <laughs> if V was there, they would have like their freedom shortly followed by a new Vesco overlord. But Mostly, also, we just don't know. We didn't go back. Uh, we haven't gone back yet. We just don't know what they've been up to. Yeah. There's, there's a few things I, I did as a GM, which were the post-credit scenes, which is stuff for the players, but not their characters. So the favorite at the end of, well, the very last thing that happens in Engines of Hatred, I guess, is stuff that the, the player characters don't know, but I gave to the players because, you know, it's a conclusion. It's, it's nice to round things off that way. It's good for it, well. yeah. it, it doesn't end as much on a sour note, I think, if that happens for the, us as players. For the characters, it's still a bit somber. But... Yeah, Kronos and Engines of Hatred were bleak. Just so <laughs> bleak. Um, which is, it's fun to to experience, but you want a full stop in the end of it. 
and that's what the post credit scenes are for. Hmm. So that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, we don't we don't know is the answer to everything. We'll find out. Hmm. Yeah, that would have been simpler to say, wouldn't it? We yeah. don't know. We don't um, know. We'll find out. Don't worry about it. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, did we ever officially promise the Arkan? Uh, sorry, uh, the leader of that place that we tell them when we defeated the Arkan. That's why Ryder wanted to go back and tell um, the the um, the regent that uh, the Archon wasn't threat. It's just mm. that you know we'd kick the hornet's nest and the Archon's fleet had mobilized, so there was no way back to yeah, Terra. So we got just it in writing. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. I don't think he cared that much. Mm. And also, since when does SV respected things that are in writing? I don't know. I'll <laughs> let you know when they learn to read. There you go. Okay, next question. That's a joke. <laughs> I was going to say. If your character's life had gone the way they had imagined when they were growing up, where would they be right now? Mm. Hmm. What an interesting question, mysterious person. I wonder who could have asked that. Um, I guess, I'll go first. And I guess Bath would still be... She'd still be um, a galactic idol. She'd still be TMS. Um, she, loved, she loved being uh, famous. She loved being... Um, she loved love, and she loved people. So yeah, she just carried on being team. I don't think she'd ever even thought about <laughs> traveling the stars and doing adventuring stuff. Well, she wouldn't be Baphomet at all, would she? She'd that's still true, yeah, that's true. Baphomet wouldn't exist, I guess. She'd mm. still be her original celebrity form, which was yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, Baphomet, Baphomet just simply wouldn't exist. Is what is the answer? <laughs> wow, <laughs> scary. What about you? Um, what about you, AJ? Where would V be? Who the fuck is AJ? Um. Um, USA hadn't fucked them over. Okay, glossing over the fact you just called me AJ, which I'll remember. Uh, <laughs> RJ will remember that. I called yeah. you RJ. What the fuck? I it heard sound like AJ. I mean, anyway, it doesn't matter. Carry on. <laughs> supposed to be the best at words. Uh, uh, okay, so if USA hadn't fucked V over, then they would have probably risen all the way up through the ranks to. A very high level. I mean, they were still fairly high level even when the fucking happened. But I'd imagine they'd probably have got to like senior CEO status, potentially head of the company in their mind. And they kept on doing morally dubious weapons development and spaceship research and magic and all of that bullshit. Uh, retired on a massive salary to their own private island. And this is this sounds this sounds. Like, you want this. <laughs> mm. well, who wouldn't want to have a lot of money and their own private island and a cushy job as a CEO of a secret weapons research and development corporation? Me? Really? Mm. You're missing out. It sounds pretty great. I don't know. I mean, sure, you have to compromise your morals and some people might die, but not yeah. people you know. I think that's the, probably the biggest red flag there, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I said, uh, v, v is probably the least scrupulous of the team. Like, really? Never, you're not, never a, had you're not a good for V because. <laughs> so, when V worked for Yuasa, they had someone that they riffed off who was like kept them grounded and stopped them from becoming too much of a, an asshole. And I like to think Ryder's taken their surrogate position now that the original person is dead. It's okay, RJ. They're like that anyway, though, aren't they? They're, they have um, very. But very shallow moral compass in terms of their empire and how things are, are built. Yeah, that's the other thing to remember is that V is a Vesk, and Vesk are conquering, like, like part of their purpose is basically having they're like 
Brits circa whatever era it was when Brits went around and colonized everywhere. The entire time Brits have been around. Pretty yeah. much. So you're the whole, you're, the whole you're, like colonizers. Yeah, they are they are a race of just that looks nice, it's ours now. So they all they all have the mentality of well, of, course, of course of course we should have this. We're the best. Yeah. Well, we can beat anyone in a fight and therefore we are owed this planet. It's why they get so confused by Skittermanders when they just turn up like, we're gonna fight you and take your planet. Skittermanders like, okay. All right. Like, what? No, we have to fight you for this planet. It's like, no, you can just have it. Just have it. Go this on. also sounds like and, and the best can just like eyes oh, narrow. Fuck you! <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so leading back into the question, uh, V probably would have just kept rising up through Uasa, more than likely made it up to CEO's vision and just operated as the CEO of this. Secret weapons company. Okay. Uh, entire way. Actually, wait, do we do? Do we do? We haven't done cipher yet. Yeah, the Okay. Um, yeah, Ryder um, probably would have, uh, if she had managed to get her hands on a job in the espionage sector, because that was her initial problem: is that she didn't have any of the contacts that you re uh, require to get in a position like that. But if she had. She probably would have risen up through the ranks of whatever corporation she was working for, doing espionage for very quickly, and become a sort of James Bond-style character. Um, loads of tricks up her sleeve, um, can disappear like a ghost, can kill without um, any sort of moral scrupulations whatsoever, but also feeling incredibly guilty that she's become that sort of person and she's been turned into a tool by a corporation, because that's something she probably never will have wanted to um, to be. So she will have got what she wanted, but it would have come at cost of her guilt. It's occurred to me that Ryder would have grown up to become the character they send to kill V. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> we did. We did have that that brief conversation about a, a about mirror world where everything went bad. Yeah, but also it's. Um, I don't know. I think that's another thing that I've put into Ryder. It's uh, sometimes the thing that you think you want when you get it can turn into something you really don't want. And that's uh, mm -hmm. something I've learned through personal experience just by living. If I ever become the head of a secret weapons corporation, I'll let you know if it's awesome or not. Right, cool. <laughs> Wouldn't it stop being secret at that point? <laughs> oh, I was killed afterwards. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't want to know. Okay, so if you oh, become a Scorpio overnight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what what was you, what were you saying, Pam? Uh, no, I think this Tyco. Oh yeah, go uh, on. Go on so uh, where would they be right now if everything had gone right? They'd have died thousands. Oh, of I years. knew you were going to say. Yeah, that. God. <laughs> am I supposed to? How am I supposed to respond to that? They go, go back to their life. own time and I'm say. I'm going back. I'm going. Just let me let me finish. My God. Um, <laughs> So, Radar is very much the man out of time, uh, and he got frozen in space for thousands of years. So his natural lifespan would have, would have expired long ago. In that time, he would have been, uh, I guess, the head of a research and development lab uh, specializing in neural implants and mechs, basically. Um, a lot of his backstory revolves around building mechs and piloting them. 
so I guess he'd have been at the head of that. He was he's pretty good at science and computery things. And much like uh, V, I guess he'd have retired with lots of money to his own private island where he could be a fat coyote and eat nothing but roast chicken all day uh, with mashed potato and gravy. So that's that would have been his life. He would have had a nice life. Everyone would have had ice cream. The end. Yeah. Everybody so, would have had lemonade. So, the <laughs> end. Three out of four of us would have had happy lives. Mm. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go on to number 11 which Archie you can ask because <laughs> I've not seen it <laughs> oh fuck's sake okay uh, are we going to explain this question or no, you know what? no, no, no context no context <laughs> okay, next. anonymous from anonymous asks what's up with Ryder's feet <laughs> <laughs> so this is a um, this is a bit of a meme question but it's a meme that only exists among us four uh yeah. So basically, Ryder has got sticky feet, meaning she can walk up walls. Uh, this is a, it's like a, a bio augmentation thing that I got a few sessions back. Um, and yeah, it's uh, something I wanted that would allow her to walk up a wall uh, and, and climb things. So essentially she can, with a thought, turn her feet into like the surface of like a gecko's foot. So she can just stick to a wall, walk up it, and it's, it's in her, the palms of her hands as well. And also she has mag boots in her spacesuit, so she can stick to walls and surfaces. I always picture it like... Uh, Ryder is Spider-Man. Spider-Rot. <laughs> Spider-Rot. Spider yeah. I always imagined them like it was suckers, like... No. That's gross. That's gross, and also that would hinder... Oh, she's got weird feet. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the official artwork, uh, we got recently on the Twitter, it's just her feet. I don't think she wears shoes, right? Um, no. Yeah, well, so does Spider-Man. That would hinder her, um, her sticky feet. So there you go, then. So if you're interested in Ryder's feet, you can go and... Oh, I, didn't, I don't want to do that. That's not oh, well. the end of this uh, Here come the poor fetishists. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Let's uh, move on. Let's move on. The meme came from um, Ryder making comments about dear feet. Hmm. On um, Buzzards. Her. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, t sorry, buzzard feet. Buzzard feet, come on. Yeah, she's never seen it. She's never seen a buzzard, um, and they have oh, yeah. weird, pointy, stabby feet. Hmm. They do have weird, pointy, stabby feet. It's like a giant thumbnail, yeah. right? Very yeah, strange. At some point, anyway. we're going to go back to Tur, and V's going to get that. that <laughs> I'm going to get that buzzard. That is a spiky skull. Next Rack question. shotgun with murder. Yeah. Next question. Hang on, I got a question. Did V ever get their laser shotgun? No, no. Nope. Still waiting for that laser shotgun. Awesome. Next question. Why does Baphomet only sometimes wear clothes? Um, okay, so Baphomet is an android. Um, her current body is a shell. This isn't her original body, as we've mentioned before. So she is always experiencing a kind of um, detachedness from it. Bef originally, she just didn't wear clothes because it's like, well, why bother? But as she became more used to being in this form, she started wanting to, like, you know, she started to enjoy her old, like, creature comforts, like buying and wearing a lot of clothes. She does wear clothes, but she sees them almost entirely as accessories, um, which is why I think hydrophobia, she spends almost the whole adventure in a bikini with a hat. In a bikini or sun hat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like a little fancy um, plastic beauty mirror that she keeps handing to to radar as well. Yeah, I think she'll <laughs> keep it because Syntax gave it to her. Yeah, um, but yeah, she does wear clothes occasionally. Um, as we went on, uh, it came most of the time. I, I started thinking that maybe she have to wear clothes as a general going thing. 
and now her default outfit is a, is a red dress. So, yeah, she doesn't wear clothes when she doesn't wear clothes because she doesn't feel she needs to, but she just kind of starts to like it. Yeah. Well, she kind of uses them to um, augment her personality a bit more as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, very much so. Also, I should mention that like her body is um, it's a ceramic um, metal polymer, so there's nothing there. It's it's entire. It's like a Barbie doll. Does so she have um, joints on her like elbows and, and knees? Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, you'll see that she's got like gold points on her body, which are basically joint points and um, twist points and such. Again, like a like a doll, very doll like. Yeah. Her general sh uh, shell is a kind of like hard metal ceramic. How would you describe Bath's body style? Don't say thick. Damn it! Um, short stack. Yeah, I guess it's short stack. I mean, she's not like she's not like huge proportion or anything, but she is. She's short and curvy. <laughs> when um, Baff uh, fell unconscious in um, Engines of Hatred, I did uh, edit a, a ceramic plate falling onto a surface because I thought that's how she would sound when she hit the floor. Nice, that's nice. Yeah, dunk. Uh, um, we've also done some like some homebrew stuff with Bath as well, um, where Starfinder androids typically um, they do have to, I believe, sleep or trance. I think it is. Um, Bath doesn't technically, technically need to, but she does like take time to take a break, and I don't think she has to eat at all. Also, she can breathe in space, um, but she doesn't have any any like, ability to skills. As, as again pointed out by her being stuck in space for a year and a half in a suitcase. Yeah, <laughs> in, literally in just vibing. Yeah, she was going mad, but mostly vibing. <laughs> okay, um, last question. In Hydrophobia, it seems like V is much younger than we think. How old are they? Uh, okay, so V in the current point is 41 years old. But they don't <laughs> act like it because <laughs> they stopped giving a shit about acting like an adult most of the well, time. So and. Sorry, RJ, just quickly, is that 41 in our years? What's that to a Vesk? Is that still like... That's like it's still early middle age for a Vesk. Okay. Okay. So yeah, they're, they're the oldest of the crew and the least likely to act like it. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's still like, gone the full cycle of... So people think she's older than she is, but she's only like 27, I think, I wrote about. Yeah. Well, right I don't know. Right. Radar's so. technically several thousand years old. Yeah. What's his biological age? About 33. Right. Yep. Years in stasis don't count. Ryder's in her mid twenties at this point, I reckon. Ryder's the baby of the group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's she's still got that kind of naive um, teenager mentality where you you you're just starting to realise, hey, maybe I'm not invincible. Yeah, I get that. But you mean the age where the bits start falling off of you, and you're sat there and wondering why? No, that's your thirties. Yeah, that as a human at the moment. <laughs> and that's. All yeah. of the questions I've got here. Are there any more? I think that's it. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's all the questions. We've answered all the essentials. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. If you've got any more, send them to uh, to Twitter, uh, where it's Cosmopunks with an mm -hmm. S. And yeah, we've we've got a Patreon now, as I'm as I'm sure you're aware, because you know you're listening to us. <laughs> Although this will be going out, so patrons will get this first, but we'll be, this will be going out to, to the general feed in a couple of weeks afterwards, I guess, something. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah, if you, want to, if you want to get all, all that good stuff, as well as a bunch of art that we put up on Patreon um, yeah. early as well that we do, uh, check it out on patreon.com slash Cosmopunk.
Yeah. All right. Whose cool. job is it to edit this into something coherent? Uh, it's probably mine. Yeah, that's the yeah. right Probably. I ain't doing it. Wag. <laughs> stop making, stop fucking around after we just said I'm going to have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Don't you dare. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. All right. Yeah. General, now a word from our sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends. No, <laughs> man. I thought it, hang on, I thought this week was NordVPN. Oh, no, this week's Squarespace. No, oh, yeah. Squarespace. Oh, if you like mattresses, you can... Oh, who does the mattress ones? I don't remember now. There's a mattress one? Bunch okay, anyway, bye. Anyway, yeah, seriously, bye. We're done. See ya. Good night. Bye, HelloFresh. <laughs>